0: Welcome to the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN, where we have in-depth conversation with Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches throughout all the sports, throughout all the season, right here on 88.1 WESN. Coming up, your host, Derek Bowman. Good evening and welcome to the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. I am your host, Derek Bowman, and tonight we've got three coaches, two of them still in season. One of them, unfortunately, the season just ended. We got Coach Mueller, men's volleyball coach, coming up first, and that will be followed by Coach Smith of the women's basketball program and Coach Rose of the men's basketball program. So coming up next is Coach Mueller on 88.1 WESN. Tonight's sponsor guest list is brought to you by Carl Hospital. Carl Hospital asking you to mask up and tighten up, try and stay safe, and be healthy.
1: Welcome to the Titan Coaches Show. Joining us is men's volleyball coach Brandon Mueller. And Coach Mueller, you've had a week off since your last match. Actually, it'll be eight days by the time you play tonight. Tell me what uh, you've been working on with the men's volleyball team.
2: Yeah, uh, you know, one of it was, to give them a couple days off, I thought they needed a little rest, and, you know, we, we, we've had some injuries, and so, you know, tonight's going to be the first time that I think everyone's going to be available, which, which will be great. Um, but, uh, you know, what we've been really been working on is, you know, serve, receive, serving, and, uh, you know, blocking have kind of been the three main focuses for us, I think. Those three areas need to, you know, always continue to be better, at least, at least on our side, and um, you know, hopefully we, we can show what we've been working on. You know, tonight against North Park.
1: Well, and those are some of the things we've talked about throughout the season, uh, where there's been struggles and that. Now, after tonight's match, you will be halfway through the conference schedule. You'll have played everybody once, getting ready to play uh, Loras again for the se- to start the second time through. Tell us how you feel the team has progressed since the
2: start of the season, then since conference up to now. Yeah, I think you know. The start of the season, I thought we started off, you know, really, really well, and you know, came out of the gate at four and one, and then, you know, we started to play some some really tough teams, and you know, some ups and downs. I mean, Fontbonne, I know we took a set, and you know, same thing with, you know, once we got into, you know, the conference season, we were able to take a set from Carthage and played, you know, North Central really, really well, and you know, I thought, you know. Pretty much every match in conference, they we played well, except for the Augustana match, which I which I thought we kind of, um, you know, just, just didn't come out to play the way that you know we're capable of, and so that was, you know, very frustrating and, and you know unfortunate for for us. But uh, you know, today's a, a great opportunity to play North Park, who who just you know beat Augustana in five, and so I think uh, you know our guys are ready to go. Do they do
1: they appear more vital revitalized now that they? had a couple days off going into this, also knowing that spring break is just around the corner where they'll be able to take a break from their mentally from their classes and be able to focus mm-hmm. on volleyball a little bit more.
2: Yeah, I definitely, you know, feel feel that's kinda of, kinda of what's happening and what what has happened in the last two days, Lisa practice this week. You know, the guys feel refreshed, energized and uh, you know, ready to make a, a real big push here, you know, the second half of conference play and going into spring break well as you as
1: you go into the second half of the conference season, um what are some of the things that you are hoping to see throughout these? We know that your your team's a young team, all sophomores with some freshmen as you build from the ground up just the second season. What are some of the things that that you're hoping to see as they progress to the end of the season?
2: yeah probably the biggest thing is you know how we respond when when things don't go well I, I think there's number of times this year that that I think when things aren't going well, we, you know, our body language goes bad, and um, it's just the way that we're, you know, maybe treating our teammates in, in, I mean, not not a bad way, just not in the way that I think is going to be productive, in us being better at the end of the day, and so I think that's the biggest thing for me, because I think if we respond right, you know, um, we we kind of limit those, those runs other teams have and, you know, us playing, you know, not as well as we're capable of and, um, you know, more more technical stuff, I think, you know, we, we got to serve better from the end line. Um, and, and so that's kind of something that, you know, I hope gets better. And hopefully, you know, um, that they're getting my message across to them.
1: What are some ways that you get the, the guys to not hang their heads, but to, to lift up their teammates to, to get excited to brush off that last mistake and move forward and, and build on the successes.
2: Yeah. I think one thing is, you know, just me bringing it up every day, you know, whether it's in practice or game and, you know, just, just, you know, making them more aware of what, what's happening and, and the way they're reacting. and If it's not, if it's not good, then, you know, obviously me pointing it out, but, you know, also when, when they're on the court, I, you know, kind of, told them it's not about what you're saying, it's it's you know how you look each other in the eyes when you come together and you know every, everyone knows if, if you're you know present and, and ready to go or if you know that last play is affecting you and so it's more about you know our body language and the way we look at each other than than what we say I think.
1: Well coach, we wish you well as you make that trip up to Chicago. Hopefully it doesn't get too cold or too snowy up there as you had that direction <laughs> and we'll talk again with you next week.
2: Sounds great. I appreciate it.
1: That is Coach Brandon Mueller from the men's volleyball team at Illinois Wesleyan University. We'll be right back on the Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. That interview of an Illinois Wesleyan Titan coach was
0: brought to you by Holiday in Express West. They have been sponsoring Illinois Wesleyan throughout the year, and we thank them for their support. This Illinois Wesleyan Titan coach interview was brought to you by Avanti's Italian Restaurant, home of the famous Gondola. And Double Tree by Hilton Hotel in Bloomington.
1: Welcome back to the Illinois Wesleyan Titan Coaches Show. Joining us now is women's basketball coach Maya Smith. And Coach Smith, um, I know the season's come to an end, but let's go back to last Friday. Uh, you played the paw up at University of Wisconsin Whitewater in uh, what turned out to be an exciting, very exciting. Uh, uh, Sitting on the edge, nail-biting. I think I lost all my nails watching the game in that game. Tell us, let's start with the first half. How you felt the first half of the game went for your ladies?
3: I thought we came out very aggressive. I thought our press was working. Uh, We got some easy transition buckets. And above all things, we hit the three-pointer really sharp right off the bat. And that just really helped our confidence and uh, took us the rest of the way.
1: Well, to kind of set the stage, you hit the three well, except for one. You had one player who kind of uh, struggled shooting the ball a little bit, but we'll get to that in a moment because that comes up big here late second half. They started to make a little bit of a run. What was it like as they started to pull closer and it, it got down to uh, basically alternating the lead, going back and forth, and uh, trying to get that that final that final chance to win the game. You
3: know, it just felt like a a regular game that we were battling in, to be honest. Um, I didn't think about DePaul being the 15th-ranked team in the country until after the game. Um, for us, it was just we wanted to continue playing. The girls did not want it to end. So, you know, every time we stepped on the floor, we said, let's not let this be the last. Let's make sure we continue to play hard, play together, and, and just be us for the last three weeks that has been our common theme. Let's just be us. Let's use our press, shoot the three freely, and work as hard together and as completely together as we could. And I'll I tell you what, Derek, it was it was so much fun. Um, it's probably, and I've said this to you before, it's one of the funnest years I've ever had at IWU.
1: Well, talking with a longtime IWU supporter who's who's seen you and your teams a lot more than I've seen since I've only been, I think this is following you, but somebody who's been around basically since you got there and kind of watched and all that. Uh, the quote from that person was this might be the best coaching job you have done out of any season, um, getting the most out of the young ladies that you had. And you did get a lot out of them uh, throughout the season, starting out um, struggling early. You hit that Wash you game, the first half was really ugly, and then it's like a switch was flipped. The girls woke up, they connected. I don't know exactly how to phrase it, but <laughs> the basketball that was played from that halftime to the end of the season was just amazing, especially compared to what it was for those first eight, nine, ten games.
3: I think so, too. And, you know, we had a little halftime wake up call and just really stressed the importance of team defense as well as individual responsibility on defense. And I think they bought into it that you could literally see the face of their game change uh coming out the second half against Washu. And, you know, I I feel like my staff this year was more involved than we ever have been before. We put our ideas together. We formulated, you know, game plans together. We used numbers. We used gut feelings, we used video. Um, just an outstanding job by my entire staff. Coach Kusack, Rebecca, Mount, and of course Brian Airsman being added to our staff. It just really changed everything for us. Um really really grateful for their assistance.
1: And and you know they, they did a great job. You did a great job. Let's get to the that last final possession of that game against the paw. Brooke Lansford has the ball in her hands, coming off, I believe, a rebound, pushing up the floor, uh, looking around, getting kind of into a crowd, and finding that freshman, Kate Palmer, standing there out beyond the arc. And Kate, now, you mentioned how everybody had shot the three so well in the first half, and I mentioned there was one who kind of struggled. That was Kate, and here she is in the last few seconds, catching the ball in rhythm, feet set, relaxed, and hitting nothing but net on the shot to win the game. That that oh, was just incredible.
3: It was exhilarating. And, you know, what's funny is, from my viewpoint on that, Derek, all I can see is the side of the official. I can see Brooke with the ball and her body pivoting and facing square up with Mal, or not with Mal, with Katie, and her launching, the you know, just the numbers on the back of her shirt, 24, launching that shot. And that's all I could think about. And then the next thing I know is everybody is up off the bench and it's going crazy. It was just, it was such a traditional Brooke Lansford type pass where she, she got in the middle of it and sucked in the defense and then kicked out to a wide open three.
1: Well, I'll be honest. I was actually working the NCAA men's game at the Shirk Center um during your game so i had your game pulled up on the side doing the best i could watch without saying your players names when i was supposed to be saying somebody from heidelberg or (laughs) uw lacrosse and i think i did okay with that but our game was over and our press conference was done by the time that kate hit that shot and i don't know if anybody in the Short center yelled louder than i did when she hit that shot Um, (laughs) when i saw her catch the ball there was no question that that shot was going in and i'll be honest I did not know she had not scored up to that point of the game. So, I, you know, I didn't have that in my head, but I saw her hit that shot. And the comment she made in the post-game conference about the play, that she knew when she came down the floor that she was getting the ball, that she knew that Brooke was going to find her, and the confidence for somebody as a not scored to hit a game-winning shot in the NCAA tournament, that is just incredible to me.
3: Yeah, it's the whole season, I think, was actually very incredible. And we saw great development in our freshmen. I've talked all year long about how the senior leadership was just unbelievable. They just, you know, they they were never hard on those freshmen. They were just, you know, they just had so much adoration for them. They just gave all the love they had to them. I know that sounds cheesy, but that's how they brought them along. They brought them along so nurturingly. It just was it was so fun to watch and to be a part of, and so grateful to those three seniors, Brooke, Katie, and Kaya. What I, I don't think anybody understands the job they actually did because it was amazing. Well, just seeing throughout the season, as I got to see him quite a bit, when a freshman
1: had a bad game, as they came off the floor, you'd see a senior, you know, say something to him, and and the freshman's head come back up, you know, like they were hanging their head maybe a little bit. And the senior lifted up, uh, coaching staff, same thing with them, always keeping their head up. And I thought that, you know, that's great for the freshmen, helps with their growth, builds their confidence and all that. Uh, let's get to the game on Saturday. UW Whitewater on their home floor. Uh, just, just a tough situation for the ladies. Um, what I do like is they fought the whole time. They never really gave up. And the picture, um, I believe it was on the, the, women's basketball Facebook account that I saw of the three seniors sitting on the bench at the end of the, knowing that their careers were over, but yet there they were sitting right there with the freshmen who were, were sitting, you know, amongst them and, you know, almost like a family that, you know, they're, well, they're not like a family. They are a family. Um That, that, I think that just encapsulated the the season, not the sadness of it ending, but the familyness of that group in that situation.
3: Yeah, for sure, Derek. That, that picture actually came from one of our parents. They would sent that to me right after the game, and the caption on the picture was, this sums it up, and it sure did. I mean, just you could tell that the seniors were heartbroken that it had ended, and there were the freshmen making sure that it was okay for them. Just exactly the opposite of what you talked about earlier, how the seniors would pick up the freshmen. It was our freshmen being there for our seniors, and it was, like I said, such a remarkable year for me as their coach to to just be able to be a part of what was going on with them. It was so fun. Well,
1: let's talk about those three seniors. Let's talk about Brooke, Kaya, and Katie. Uh, we've talked many times about them being even better people than they are basketball players, but they're going forward. They're going to be taking their next step in life as they graduate here in May and going forward. Tell us a little bit about what, what their futures hold for them.
3: So, Kaya is looking to go to uh, some type of psychology counseling uh, graduate school. I know she's put her application in in several places. Um, Katie is going to take a year off from school, work, and then go back to graduate school to become um, a counselor as well. And Brooke has been interviewing uh, with lots of different finance companies and banks, um And I think she actually has one job offer already. And uh, although we'd love to see all three of them come back for a fifth year for their senior, you know, the the COVID year, I think all three are ready to move on and start the next chapters of their lives. And it's just, it's been a lot of fun, like I said, for me to watch them grow and to watch their friendships. And just today I was looking back at some of the photos we were getting ready for our senior banquet. And you can sincerely see the adoration that those three girls have for each other on their faces in the mini pictures that we looked at today.
1: Well, and we wish those three well. You talked about turning the page and that. Uh, coaches, I know, are always looking forward to the next game, uh, which for you is quite a few months off. You, you can get a few days off before you get too far into that. But do let's do look at next year and the promise that next season holds. Um, we always are going to miss the There's always good players who disappear and a how to them, but yet somehow you figured out, uh, you, you know, what are you looking forward to this group that's coming back next year? Um, obviously the freshman, uh, Caitlin Heller, uh, probably Kelly Carlson in that conversation also, um, those coming back. But you, you've got others who've been on the bench, who've been working hard in practice, and I know you've got a recruiting class coming in also.
3: Yeah, I think that the junior class has got some, um, with the exception of, Kelly and Caitlin, I think they can. we can find some role players in that group uh, to come in and do some special roles for us. Uh, the sophomores, I think, are the class that has made the biggest jump uh, since the start of this season. Um, Taylor Tarver, Lonnie, uh, uh those girls look really good, I think, in practice. And we're probably deserving of some minutes, but we had settled in on what we thought was the right winning lineup and so we tried to stick to that pretty much throughout the year. And then our 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 incoming freshmen, our incoming freshmen for next year, there's 6 of them already. We think we'll probably have a 7th and I can tell you right now that they're all very lengthy, all very athletic, very quick, and almost all of them come from outstanding programs. So I I know it'll be another little bit of a learning curve, but I think we'll be right back where we were by the end of the season.
1: I think that description you gave of the incoming freshmen, the long, the lanky, everything, good family, everything, I think you've just described just about every player that you have (laughs) ever recruited at Illinois Wesleyan.
3: It's pretty close. I mean, we, we definitely have a mold that we like to stick to, and you've mentioned it. When you get great girls from great families, you know, the recruiting process involves the family as much as it does the recruit. And when you find that combination of a great family and a great recruit, that's the type of people we want involved with Illinois Wesleyan.
1: Well, Coach, I know that you never rest. You're always thinking basketball. you are always got the mind going uh, for next year. In fact, you actually, I believe you have a trip coming up to Europe uh, just before school starts next year. I'm sure your mind's already cranking on that and what you can do to get those incoming in and the ones who are going ready to play. Or actually, maybe not the incoming in, but everybody else who's going over a chance to play and get out there, get some experience, build as a team, grow as a family and that. Uh, I do want to thank you for your time throughout the season talking with us here on the coaches show and, uh, have a nice relaxing summer or at least a week or two before you start (laughs) uh, getting, getting too involved into next season. Uh, get that refresher in there. So you're, you're good to go as you always are every year. And again, thank you for joining us on the coaches show.
3: But, well, Derek, we are, like I said, we're, we've always been grateful for everything you have done for us, and we love having you call the games, you and Eric both. And, again, we just feel like we're blessed that we've got people like you in our corner. So thank you for everything you've done for us.
1: That is Coach Maya Smith, women's basketball for Illinois Wesleyan. You are listening to Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 W E S N.
0: That interview with Coach Maya Smith was brought to you by The Fashion Shop in Gibson City, home of Big City Selection, Small Town Prices, proud sponsor of Illinois Wesleyan Women's Basketball.
1: Welcome back to the Titan Coaches Show. Joining me now, head coach of men's basketball, Coach Ron Rose. And Coach, let me first of all congratulate you on your uh, two wins and your trip to the Sweet 16.
4: Well, thanks, Derek. It was uh, really a fun weekend at the Shirk Center. Uh, Proud of this group. Thought uh, we played two uh, two good games and uh, excited to be advancing and excited that uh, we get another weekend at the Shirk Center.
1: Well, let's let's start with that first game against Franklin. Now, no game in the NCAA tournament is going to be easy because teams are either coming in hot like Franklin was, or they're they've been really good all year. Franklin came in hot, but you were able to cool them off a little bit. Take advantage again, like I said, there's no easy game, but you did control the game throughout. Tell us your thoughts on how that game went Friday night. Well, it was nice to be able to control
4: the action uh you know I think uh first ten minutes it was pretty close. We were able to extend uh, our lead to fourteen at half uh You're exactly right Franklin uh had a great uh, conference tournament run uh they are shooting the ball exceptionally well playing with a lot of confidence and and that really showed uh they put five guys on the floor who could shoot the three could extend our defense out, but I thought our guys did a nice job of of getting out on shooters uh Our goal was to limit it to twenty three point shot attempts uh, they got thirty two off, but I thought we did a pretty good job of uh making sure that they were they were as contested as possible, limiting the shots on the inside and uh, what's great about that was we were able to uh, divide up the minutes and get everybody in the game. So it was a really a, a terrific way to start uh, the NCAA tournament.
1: Well, and an advantage of being able to divide up those minutes and get everybody in and all that is that you had a game 20 less than 24 hours later against a very good UW lacrosse team. I had the honor of earlier in the day on Friday covering the Heidelberg UW lacrosse game. And I'll tell you what, lacrosse, the Eagles, they were – they were a good sized team across the board. They played hard. They hustled. They shot well. They withstood a team that shot fifty percent from three point land and uh fifty two percent from the field to win their first round game. What were your thoughts going into that game against a good WIAC team in UW Lacrosse?
4: Well, they, they are a, a uh they are a very good team. Uh and they are a traditional wiac type school in the sense that they had a lot of size, they were strong, they were tough, they were fundamental, well-coached. Um, so we knew it was going to be a battle. We knew they'd they play a physical style of game, uh, run a lot of motion offense. And so uh, we knew it was going to be a highly contested game. They rebound the ball really well, and and it proved out to be that way. I mean, it was a one- or two-possession game most of the 40 minutes and uh, as, as the game was closing, you know, coming to a close there, I, I really felt like, man, that team that can get that two-possession lead uh, with a couple minutes to go well, was going to be the one that, that had a, a vast advantage. And fortunately, we were able to kind of get that cushion. I think uh, Corey No hit a three, Cody Mitchell hit a three, Matt Lair hit a three, all late in the game that we able to kind of extend our lead and uh, lead us to a win.
1: Well, before we talk about what you just alluded to, the very end of the game and getting that that, uh, two-possession lead, let's talk about your game plan didn't quite go the way you wanted, partially because your all American, spent half the game sitting on the bench in foul trouble. What adjustments did you have to make, and uh, how proud are you of the rest of the guys who stepped up and seemed like they played even better when Matt Larris was sitting on the bench?
4: Yeah, that was that was really big. You know, uh, you know, we've gone to Matt uh, all year long and he picked up his second foul early and we, we had uh really what we did was we had Harrison Wilson, uh a freshman post player, stepped in and, and played uh several minutes, key minutes, and then we also decided to, to put Cody Mitchell at the five some and move Ryan Schrocker over to the four and go a little bit smaller. And uh, Cody Mitchell has has been just tremendous the last month. Has really elevated his game, and so between those two two kind of uh, ro- uh, adjustment rotational adjustments, I thought we defended them really well, given how big and strong they are. Given that uh, you know our offense typically runs through Matt, and so it was uh, it was a terrific team win. Matt did come back in the second half and. and uh play well but but also ultimately fouled out. So um great win. You know, I thought it was being at the shirt center was critical uh in a game like that that is so highly contested that that uh that the adrenaline that uh, the support of our, our uh fans gave us was, was really a difference maker in that one.
1: Well you mentioned the the crowd and what a difference maker they were and they'll get a chance this coming week. At the end of the game, uh, you mentioned Matt Laird's fouled out, but before he did, who would have thought that there's a team in college basketball that would have their starting four and their starting five hit two clutch threes to kind of put the game, as you said, into that two-possession area where it allowed you to – I don't want to say that you breathed easier because I don't think that you did on the sideline, but it, it gave you that little bit of advantage that you were able to take advantage of and end up getting the win.
4: Well, it is a unique aspect of our team that a couple of our best three-point shooters are our two post players, but it is it is a huge advantage that we have that uh, we can step out both Cody and Matt and stretch the defense, which allows uh, some of our perimeter players like Pete and Luke, who, who do a really good job of driving to the basket and slashing the basket. It opens up driving lanes for them. And so we're able to space the floor, space the court offensively. And uh, when both those guys get their feet set, they're tremendous shooters. So um, I think that is, that is one of the things that has developed over the season is the, you know, we may not make as many threes um, as some teams do. We don't shoot quite as many. But because we have uh, at any time four or five guys who can make them, uh, it really does stress the defense.
1: Well, you mentioned Luke Yoder. There was a uh, short stretch during the second half where Luke uh, typified what you just talked about. He hit an outside three, um, and then the next possession, maybe it was two possessions later, but for your next basket, he was on the outside, faked the three, drove through some towers in the middle, had that that layup. It looked like he was going to shoot a little slower, brought it back down, and then a a little scoop to the left-hand side there. Uh, just an incredible play, an incredible shot by a very, very good player, and he does seem to be one of your team leaders out on the floor. Tell us a little bit more about Luke.
4: Yeah, Luke had a nice game. You know, it was that was a big stretch. I think he hit five points in a row for us. I think on the first three, uh, they uh, we got the ball down the mat, and they doubled Matt in the post and made a nice, nice, nice fan pass out to him. Luke got his feet set, drilled the three, and then. He has the ability to to turn the corner on, and and part of that is, again, when you stretch the floor, you need guys who can take advantage of that, and Luke certainly did. He turned the corner going right, and he's really crafty with his finishes around the basket and uh, getting that ball up uh, on the backboard, and and that was big. You know, every basket uh, was hard to come by. And it wasn't a game where I don't think either offense could just generate whatever shot they wanted. You had to really work hard to get shots, and you need play, needed players to make play. And uh, Luke certainly made some nice ones there, especially in that stretch.
1: Well, you've had a little bit of time. Um, I saw actually saw a picture of after the game of all the, the guys right there in front of the bench with the banner and all that celebrating and big smiles on their face. And you were just right there on the edge of the corner of the picture. And I don't know if you saw this or not. But uh, the the comment was basically to the effect that the guys are enjoying and Coach Rose is already thinking about Wheaton. <laughs>
4: well,
1: <laughs> so, and that's that's
4: kind of how it works, isn't it, Derek?
1: <laughs> it is. It is. And if you haven't seen that picture, let me know, and I will get you a copy of that. I'll, I'll tell you where I found it so you can see that. But speaking of Wheaton, here we go again, another uh, – team that you're going to play one you're very familiar with having played him twice this year already uh getting a chance to play him again on your home floor where you beat him i think it was about two two and a half weeks ago to clinch a place for the conference championship at least co-championship ended up winning outright but how tough is it to go against a team like this a third time where you split the first two
4: well, it's never easy to play a, a team you're so familiar with, especially a conference opponent in the NCAA tournament. Playing them a third time, and it's, it makes it especially tough when they the team's as good as Wheaton. Uh, you know, they're they've had a, a great year. This has been a run by several of their players or veteran players that have been playing for, you know, three, four, five years, and so. Uh, we know what a quality team Wheaton has. Uh, it is true I mean we know them exceptionally well, and on the other on the other hand, they know us exceptionally well we We know each other's strengths, weaknesses, style of play, and so it really does come down to execution uh and, and playing well that night uh given the fact that we split, we know they're capable of beating us, given by about two weeks ago, three weeks ago is uh we beat them at at home. So it, it's gonna be a dog fight. We know that. And um they have three tremendous scorers on their team and uh so you know, the, the, the backcourt of the dome in Cruxhank is as good as anywhere in the country. And then they have a stud post player in K Daly off so um, you know, we got our hands full and I I know, you know, that. Every every kind of group that goes through Illinois Wesleyan has some rivalries within conference. You know, sometimes it might be Augustana, sometimes it might be North Central or Elmhurst or, or Milliken. But, you know, this group we we've had some really big games with Wheaton over the last two, three years and so um this is a, a great way for um, you know, these, these veteran players to kind of cap off their college careers of competing with Pete so you know, some an opponent that you know so well.
1: Well you get an opportunity to play them on your home floor. That six men, that crowd, uh they were tremendous on Saturday night. Any words for them as they listen to this on Wednesday or if they listen to the podcast Thursday, Friday before the game for them uh coming into this matchup?
4: Well they've been awesome all year. But this weekend was, was really exceptional. I mean it, that the Shirk Center was was rocking. And and I, I, I sincerely believe this, that uh, you know, that they had a big hand in the outcome. And so we really appreciate so much the Titan fans and supporters that that uh have have uh kind of been on this journey of this season with us. So many that uh you I mean so many that, that were Titan supporters when I played and then have certainly been there over you know during my ten sixteen years as a coach at L.A. Wesleyan. So we just like to say thank you and how much we appreciate them. And, you know, it's going to be a a challenging weekend. Our students, unfortunately, go on spring break on Friday. Uh, We had a great student section, and uh, they've been really good all year. But certainly there won't be as many, given that it's spring break. So we really are in need of as much support as we can from from the community and and Titan supporters.
1: Well, um, to let you know how much they were there this past week i don't know if you saw attendance figures from the 16 host schools 14 of the hosts reported how many they had there 1800 and a few at the Shirk center the next largest was just over a thousand so Ooh. a big turnout at the shirts. yeah big turnout and uh, maybe some of those students will stick around an extra day to uh, or two days hopefully to play friday and saturday uh, but let's take care of friday first
4: Well, absolutely. Hopefully hopefully there can be some that maybe put off their spring break plans and stick around. And, again, we're just so appreciative of everyone that's uh, supported us. And um, I'm telling you, it should be two great games uh, this weekend. The the first one has Wabash against Williams, and uh, that's at 4.30. It is a split session, and then ours will be at 7.30.
1: Well, you mentioned Wabash Williams just before we go. Any word on either of those teams uh, for those who do want to attend that 430 game, uh, who to watch for and what to watch?
4: Well, they're both great teams, and both have had great seasons. Wabash is, I believe, they're like 27-3. and 3. They have one of the top guards in the country in Jack Davidson, who's averaging about 25, 26 points per game. He's a dynamic scorer. Um, they, they've they kind of been a team It's interesting. They're hard to believe 27-3 are under the radar, but they've been under the radar most of the season and put together uh, a great year. Uh, they, they're coming off an upset win over Emory. And Williams is a traditional power from out east. Uh, that, and uh, so we've never played Williams. I I've only seen Williams uh, in 2014 at the Final Four. I believe it was when Duncan Robinson uh, played for them as a freshman. Uh, but they are they they are a traditional Division three power, so it is it's kind of the battle of the W's, Derek. You know Wesleyan, Wheaton, Williams, and Wabash. So it should be a
1: great great week in the basketball, and uh, two really good games on Friday night. Well, Coach, we wish you well on Friday, and hopefully again on Saturday. And we thank you as always for joining us on the Titan Coaches Show.
4: Derek, appreciate everything you've done for uh, you know the the team. Uh, this season and, and all the exposure you've given our, our guys and our, our group. So uh, we appreciate it and hope there's a reason to talk
1: again next week. I hope so also. That is Coach Ron Rose, Illinois Wesleyan Men's Basketball. You're listening to Titan Coaches Show on 88.1 WESN. Sponsor of this
0: interview with Coach Rose from Illinois Wesleyan Men's Basketball was brought to you by Nap Kitchens. nap Kitchens located in Fairbury. Proud sponsor of Illinois Wesleyan Titan Athletics. That will wrap things up here on the Titan Coaches Show. I want to thank Coach Mueller, Coach Smith, and Coach Rose for being our guests. Don't forget, men's volleyball playing tonight, 7 o'clock. They are at North Park. If you want to watch that, you can watch the stream. Just go to the men's schedule on IWSports.com and click the watch here. It will be the stream from North Park. But let's go Titans, and hopefully we'll be talking to Coach Rose again next week as they hopefully will be in the Final Four. I'm Derek Bowman. You've been listening to The Coach's Show on 88.1 WESN.